Welcome to The Thought Hackers, the show where you will learn how your mind works and discover how to change your thinking from leading experts and through inspiring stories. Good day, everyone. My name is Nathan Siegel, and I'm a member of The Thought Hackers. With me today is a fellow by the name of Matt Clark. Matt is a seasoned expert in the field of sales, marketing, and business development with more than a decade of experience in various industries from energy to telecoms and more. His skills came from door-to-door sales in both the UK and South Africa where influence, connection, and strong sales processes were the name of the game. At the age of 23, Matt started a telecom sales company. By year three, it was doing more than $6 million in sales. Matthew and his team train, coach, and build systems for entrepreneurs and business owners so they can save time and get organized in their business. I'd like to welcome you to the show this morning, Matt. Thank you very much for that, Nathan. Yeah, so, you know, a while ago we were, we were talking and you said you had a, a story for me and is essentially you told me that a while ago, I'd, I'd, I don't remember exactly when, is that you became yeah. really sick. Mm-hmm. And could you give us more information about what happened? Yeah, sure. So about two years ago, I, um, funny thing, I, you know, I thought it was something completely else. And um, I started not feeling great. I started, I, I'm just going to give the gory details. Like, is that okay? Of course. <laughs> I try to not go too gory, but like, <laughs> um, so what happened was I started really going to the bathroom quite a lot. And, um, you know, it, it was starting to get more painful and I started seeing blood and so I started visiting a couple of different doctors. Uh, well, I started, I went to my GP first of all and I didn't get a satisfactory answer so I went to another one, you know, I didn't get a satisfactory answer, went to another one and what had actually happened was that I would thought that, you know, I used to ride a lot of motorbikes and we went up into the mountains and I thought maybe I'd pick something up from drinking the mountain water. Turns out it was a little bit more serious. Um, I went through a couple of GPs and I was just steadily getting worse and worse and worse. I started losing weight. Um, I was 82 kilograms at the time and um, eventually you know, I went to a specialist um, to go check out my stomach. And um, I spent about five minutes with the specialist and he said that you have ulcerative colitis. Um, now I don't know if you, you know what that is but it's fairly similar to Crohn's disease. Yes, we did an interview with a woman and she had mm-hmm. exactly the same illness, but she wound up in a really bad place. Yeah, yeah, so that's uh, pretty much what happened to me, you know, it started off like I was I was okay, you know, I was getting worse, but you know, it wasn't like terrible, and then all of a sudden things like really took a turn for the worst, and you know, I had to go on all sorts of medication, I mean, I was going to the bathroom like 20, 30 times a day. Um, so it wasn't even a case of, you know, I was putting something in one end and going out the other. It was literally just coming out all the time. You know, I dropped down from 82 kilograms down to 59 kilograms in a space of two months. That's 23 kilograms. I think it's, I don't even know what that is in pounds. Um, but uh, went, 20, 23, uh, well, I don't have my calculator in front of me, but it's about 60 pounds thereabouts. Yep. In two months. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of That's weight. a lot. I mean, I, that's a lot. I, I literally looked like skin and bones. Um, and it got to a stage where, you know, I couldn't really get up and move around because I was just exhausted all the time. Um, I looked horrible. I was pale white all the time. I couldn't really eat. Uh, I literally couldn't get out of bed at some stages because I was just too weak to. 
And, you know, I'd have to get up to go to the bathroom. And when I'd go to the bathroom, I'd be so exhausted from that, I'd have to go and sleep again. Yeah. This whole time, you know, the doctors were giving me steroids. They were giving me all sorts of stuff to, you know, calm down the inflammation and to, you know, sort of just help me get over that small, that hump. And yeah. what actually happened was that I had to, I landed up in hospital a couple of times. Um, the one time which was actually at the beginning of this year was the most recent time that I was in hospital. And uh, I spent a week there. They had to give me iron drips. I, I've spent like three weeks in hospital and on different occasions, you know, a week at a time. And uh, yeah, at the beginning of this year, <laughs> it was really touch and go. I mean, they weren't really sure if I was going to make it or not. Well, did you have surgery for any of this or did they just give you medications? Well, they gave me medications and they wanted to do surgery, but I refused. Ah, that's interesting. How come? Well, because, you know, I, I didn't want to go walking around with a colostomy bag. Um, I didn't want them to cut me open and, you know, literally put my insides out. Uh, that didn't yes. appeal to me in the slightest. And, you know, I, I, I normally lead a very active lifestyle, you know. So my first thoughts were like, how am I going to do everything that I want to do with this bag on me? I don't know the answer to that. I do know, ironically, that the woman we spoke to wound up with the bag. Mm. And... So her her story in some ways is, is similar to yours, but worse because she had all these surgeries. She had, uh, I think she had maybe four or five stomas, and then yep. she wound up with the, the ostomy bag. I, I think that's the correct word for it. Yep. And, um, and she's pretty much stuck with it. She was hoping that they could um, <coughs> reconnect her inside so that things would function properly, but that mm -hmm. just doesn't seem to be the case, at least for her. Yeah, it's That's funny it. that we would hear this again. Mm, I, I absolutely, I just refused. I said, no, there's got to be another way. And you know, the problem with the doctors is that you go there and you've got to take this, they say, take this medication. And I said, well, what about diet? What about exercise? What about all of that? They said, eat whatever you want, do whatever you want. And, you know, for me, that just didn't make any sense. I mean, I've got a problem with my stomach that's causing me massive, massive damage and serious illness. And you're telling me I can eat whatever I want? Like, how does that make sense? It doesn't, and you're right. Yeah. And you're so right. I mean, you know, a couple of things weren't adding up. So, eat whatever I want. Go get your stomach cut out. Go do all of this stuff. And I was like, you know, I, I don't believe that you guys have my best interests at heart here. You know, or you just don't have an answer for me. I was, without trying to disparage the medical profession, they they do what they know what to do, mm -hmm. and very often, in my experience, they don't have all the training that one would need to address these various issues. That's just my opinion. So, okay, so with what you knew, with your experience, what did you do? Like, did you do anything to change your diet? Yep. What did, did you do? What? I did, you know, because I've come from a very high functioning background. I mean, as you can see from my bio, like I love business, I love being active, I love traveling the world and everything came to complete stop. So now I had to go and look for alternative methods because I didn't want to go the route of, you know, getting my insides cut out. So I, I visited a nutritionist. I visited a um, homeopath. Uh, I had blood samples done, you know, with uh, naturopaths and that, where they take blood samples and they actually take a look at what's going on in your blood. Um, so, you know, I've, I've done the route of almost everything. And one of my last stops, which, which this may be very interesting uh, for you, 
and for the listeners that, that are the people that are listening to that is you know when I made that decision to refuse the the surgery I knew that I was going to get better and when they how gave did you me, know I just knew um, I just decided <laughs> good I decided, okay good, I'm not going good. through that I'm getting better one way or another and uh, you know they put me on biologics uh, and they said to me up front they said look this there's a, there's a 50 50 percent chance of this working it doesn't work for everybody and you know in my case it didn't it didn't work for me very well so you know um, I, I had to find other methods and um, what I found was really interesting is that when I made that decision I had to look outside the box I had to think outside the box I had to throw away the box and start looking in other in other areas so I visited a kinesiologist, um, I visited a hypnotherapist, and I hired the services of a spiritual healer. You went all over the map. So of all these people, of all these people, who helped you the most? And what did they, what did they give you that made the difference? Yeah, so that's very interesting because every one of them had a role to play. Uh, you know, the kinesiologist was more about identifying certain things that were wrong. And, and what was interesting was that it wasn't physical, it was more spiritual things that were wrong. When I went to, and that sort of paved the path to me to go see the hypnotherapist, who's actually a really good friend of mine. She's a top hypnotherapist in, in Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, and she's, she's dealt with, you know, like HeartMath Institute. She runs those programs, so she really goes deep in. And when we were starting to do some work together, we did a bit of regression work, we did a whole bunch. And what I really found is that there was a lot of things that I was holding on to. You know, uh, I went through, as I was going through this process, one of my mentors said to me, he said, you know, Matt, I've, uh, you know, I've built four, he's built $4 billion companies, right? Um, so he knows his stuff. And he said to me, you know, Matt, the one thing that's, that's kept me going is the, the forgiveness exercise. And what I do every night before I go to bed is that I forgive everybody for everything. And if certain people pop up, then I go through those emotions and I forgive that. And then at the end of it, I forgive myself, um, you know, for all the things that I've done, the things that I haven't done, and then I move forward. And that kind of started actually paving the way for me on this journey. And I started reading books by like David R. Hawkins, uh, Letting Go, um, and teaching, you know, learning how to let go. David Hawkins. Yes, mm -hmm. I know who you're talking about. There are the, false. Yes. Uh, quick aside, there are, there are a couple of uh, groups on Facebook that are dedicated to his writings. Really good stuff. And yes, very much so. And for our listeners here, if you're not familiar with the topic of letting go, letting go, well, it spans many, many things, but it, it, like one of, one of the things that somebody described, well, how would you let go of a hot rock that somebody's thrown to you? Well, you don't think about it. You instantly let go. Letting go means uh, it spans so many fronts, but actually mm -hmm. it would be better for me to ask you what you learned from it because it's obvious that this was an important turning point yeah well they say you know any illness in in your stomach is um, is born by holding on to things you know Ill illness comes from from the inside spiritually um, you know it, it doesn't it's a, what you see on the outside is a symptom of what's going on on the inside and you know that's one of the things that I've learned from my journey 
And so I started working with a hypnotherapist and, and we went into all the times into my past of things that I thought that I'd, I'd forgotten. And we brought all of that up again and went through the process of letting go of each and every single one of them. And I did this for about three days with her, intense days. Uh, and you know, there were, there, was, <laughs> there were emotions, there were tears, there were laughs, there were all sorts of things. And when I, and that sort of paved the way for my next step, um, which is working with the spiritual healer. Uh, and he's a, a, an incredible person. And you know, through this whole journey, I became more and more conscious. Like reading that book, Letting Go and Power Versus Force really opened me up to understand that there are different levels of consciousness that the world operates on and that people operate from. Um, and the whole process was, you know, what level of consciousness am I at? What level of consciousness is everyone else at? And how do I operate from the highest level of consciousness, uh, you know, possible? And how do we get to the next level? And when I started working with my spiritual healer, he kind of like accelerated that entire process with the way that he works. And he taught me the skills to go in and to, you know, raise my level of consciousness, raise my vibrations and actually start working on healing myself internally. So it's, you know, each one of them paved the way for the next. They were like a stepping stone to the next. Each one of them were incredibly important. But the biggest thing I learned was what do I hold value in in this life? You know, because um, previously, previously it was money and cars and, you know, fast stuff and, and all that crap that everyone gets sucked into. And, you know, my values changed. My priorities completely changed. And when to that happened, what? well, now it's now it's doing more of the things that I want to do for me instead of for other people. Um, you know, being more conscious. Uh, you know, being spending more time with, and, and this is something that we all want: is spending more t quality time with family, with friends, building deeper relationships, creating bigger networks, getting to know people. You know, feeling expanding your love and, and you know getting into that stage of, of unconditional love um, and just letting go being able to let go of all the crap that that gets thrown at your way on a daily basis yes so you know the priorities are, are completely different is you know how can I add more value to the world yes or the people now, closest to me now you mentioned something earlier about one of these teachers I forget which one who gave you different tools to raise your level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Can you share uh, one or two of the things that you learned? Yes, I can actually. Um, you know, without going too much into it because there's a whole bunch of, of things around it. Um, but the simplest thing is to learn how to quiet your mind. You know, yes. and, and just go into your body. So it's almost like a meditative thing. Um, so if you just be quiet, sit still, take a deep breath in, breathing in through your stomach, so a yogic breath, the biggest breath you can, and you hold that breath and listen to your heartbeat. Listen to it for 10 beats, exhale slowly through your mouth as if you're blowing into a baby's ear. Then repeat the process, breathe in through your stomach, listen to 10 heartbeats, breathe out through your mouth as if you're blowing into baby's ear and then you build it up to 20 and even just doing that will quiet your mind to stop all the negativity and you know one of the biggest things I learned was to clean my energy every single day you know and he, and he, he still tells it to me it's more important than brushing your teeth you know because you're, you're affected by so much negativity all day long 
if you've got the news on, you read newspapers, listen to radio, whatever, there's just so much negativity all the time, even scrolling through Facebook. So you need to clean that energy every single day. So when you go through this energy cleaning process, is that the exercise you use or do you use another one? Yeah, so that's the start of the exercise. Um, so every time I start the exercise, um, it's not really, you know, at, at my level, I'm not a healer, so I don't want to put this stuff out and, you know, people are doing it wrong. Uh, I can give you bits and pieces of it. I'd rather refer you to, you know, to my guy who helped me. And, sure, so you know, if the guys want to do that, they can do it properly. Okay, so who would that be for those who are listening? So it's a guy by the name of Ed Stracher, S-T-R-A-C-H-A-R. Okay, and where is he located? He's based in the Philippines, and he actually, here's the interesting thing about this, is that he does the healing over Skype. That's not uncommon, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's something, there's no way you would know this, but <coughs> Hamish, the people I work with, they do the same thing over Skype, and other teachers I've worked with also do it over Skype. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have the assumption that you must be in person in order to get stuff done. And in my experience and, and those of others, it's actually not true. It's not necessary. Yep. And there was actually a book on this. I can't remember what it's called. Um, something about miracles. Um, a Course in Miracles? No, not A Course in Miracles. I went through that book as well, which was incredible. Um, so if anybody, <laughs> man, if anybody needs to, to, to heal or feeling depressed or low energy, like A Course in Miracles is incredible. Have you gone through it? You know, I tried to read it several years ago and I, I couldn't get into it. I, I have a problem with the language, mm -hmm. the way that it's written. I just can't read it. I'm just get not the able to then. do it. Get the audiobook mm -hmm. and listen to it. Yeah, because I couldn't read the... The, the written word gave me a headache. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I, I did the audiobook as well for the same reason. And then oh, you've that's got interesting. The, yeah, okay. so th they've got the preface, which you need to read, but then they've got, uh, uh, you know, one thing that you need to do a day and embody that thing. So for 365 days, it's incredible. They've got it all mapped out. Mm-hmm. So this whole thing, this process, like, when you start becoming sick, how old were you when this happened? Uh, well, this was now recently. I'm 30 years old now, so 28. 20, just, so now, just before I was 28. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, and, and when it started, like, how did it manifest? So it just started, like, feeling really blocked up in my stomach and, um, you know, started going to the toilet all the time and then there was blood and... That's how it started manifesting. Wow. Yeah, mm. the blood would be a surefire indicator of something seriously wrong. Mm -hmm. was, was there a worst moment in all of this? I don't know if there was a worst moment, but there were some pretty, pretty crazy ones. <laughs> like, like I, don't know, I don't know how, um, you know, so, yeah, so we, we're going uh, pretty into detail here. But, I mean, the one time I had to go and have... Uh, an operation because you know when you have this thing with your with your colon um, sometimes it, it manifests like sores right by your rear end you know and um, so that that happened and I had to go in for an operation to get that removed and they put me in for an MRI afterwards I think that was probably one of the, the, the lowest moments 
They put me in for an MRI afterwards and I was, I was lying down and as I stood up after about 25 minutes, like everything just came out like all over the floor and I was kind of just standing there, you know, no control over anything, over bodily functions and I kind of just like looked at them and I was like, no words. Oh my God, that, that would have been awful. Mm. But I can also tell you one of the most encouraging moments, um, you know, the the moment where I knew, there was a moment, there was one particular moment where I knew that I was going to get better no matter what. What happened? I uh, I was admitted to hospital, actually, funny enough, right before I, I had that operation that caused that. Um, as I was sitting in the waiting room to get booked in, um, I... I saw a whole bunch of kids. Uh, I saw a whole bunch of kids walk past me with they couldn't have been more than like five to eight years old um, with cancer, you know, no hair, and you can see they looked ill. And at that moment, I said to myself, you know, I was, I, I became so overwhelmed with gratitude that this is all I've got to deal with. You know, and I'm in a place where I can actually deal with it. My body is strong enough to deal with it. And I looked at those kids and I just thought, man, I'm glad it's, it's only this. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Yeah. The, the shift in perception and gratitude. And yeah. there's no way that you would know this, but in many of our interviews so far, gratitude has popped up repeatedly. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> yes, yes. So, when you felt that, when you had that experience of gratitude, when you had that realization, what changed afterwards? It was just the knowing, the knowing that no matter what happens, I'm going to get through this, you know, yes. and um, just that's it, you know. One thing for me that I realized is that whenever I'm faced with adversity, my mind, you know, and my resolve becomes like steel. Like, I just know nothing's getting in my way. Yeah. And that carried through even on the, you know, on the physical side of things. And so in terms of all these people that you were working with, was there any one really solid or powerful piece of advice that you received? Um, so much, so much. You know, as I said, the one that sticks out probably the most is the forgiveness exercise that I explained. Yeah, so where did that come from? Uh, it came from one of my, um, one of my mentors, uh, you know, one of my business mentors. And, um, you know, he, he said to me, he's like, Nat, I've done some pretty bad things in my life. Um, you know, he's built four massive companies and um, he just said, I've done some pretty bad things in my life and, you know, I need to be able to live with myself, with the, you know, for that. And how he's done that is, you know, he's forgiven. I mean, I, it's not to say that it's right and you can go and like do whatever you want and just forgive people and it's okay, but, um, you know, he said, do that exercise. And, and when I did that, that was the start. I think that was actually the start of my internal healing, like the real internal healing, where my body was healing itself. Yes, yes. And so you could actually feel it at that moment that things were starting to change. Every single night I used to do it before I went to bed, you know. I'd just sit there, close my eyes, just let some feelings run through, and then just 
breathe um, and you know just breathe slowly in through the nose out through the mouth and just forgive and, and just like say it in my head say it out loud I forgive everyone and everything for anything that they've done to me or bad thoughts or bad words or you know bad doings and then if, if sometimes you know particular instances pop up in my mind and I just let that feeling run through and then just forgive them for that uh, and then afterwards forgive myself you know that was the biggest thing forgive myself for not taking action for not doing things for doing things wrong for doing bad to others you know because we're all we're not perfect you know no so you know forgiving yourself and, and most people are okay to forgive others but they never forgive you forgive themselves yes it, it it's funny how that works mm. so that was I would say definitely one of the biggest things for me okay so ongoing like where you are now like what's a personal habit that you use on a on a daily basis that contributes to your your health as well as your success so there's a lot <laughs> okay but if you had to pick one only one what would it be if i only had to pick one only one for now it would be to the one that i do every single day is to just be quiet, to still my mind, to connect, to release all the blockages throughout my body, to clean my energy and to raise my vibrations. You know, and just to like thank my body for healing. And the same thing applies, I mean that's in, in the healing side of things, but the same thing applies with with my business. Um, you know, because we've got a, a business that an online marketing company that we deal with people all over the world. So it's you know breaking those blockages if there are any uh, making things run smoother you know wishing good on, on relationships uh, cleaning that energy after every single day so that's the one thing that I do every single day I mean there's a lot that I cover in that but that's the one thing I do every single day that um, that really keeps me going so in addition to what you do for yourself the, the way that you said you said we so the question that pops to mind is do you do that with your team as well do you teach them that? Uh, when did I use we and what? Um, I, th I thought you said we. I could have made an error there, but you s said um, to do with your, your team, if I, if I heard it correctly. If I misheard, uh, you know. No, so I don't do it with the team. Um, you know, everyone's on different levels. Uh, everyone yes. has got their own thing that they do. So this is something for me personally. Um, I do yes. other things with my team, but that's something for me personally that I do. Okay. You said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is true. I did. So, in terms of resources, uh, for people who want to contact you, they want to learn more about your story, they want to learn more of what you do and how you can help them, mm -hmm. how would they get in touch with you? So, best way is, I mean, email is great, which is matt, M-A-T-T, at thevirtualedge.co.za. Um, otherwise, you can look for me on Facebook, Matthew Clark. My Facebook handle is Matt Clark S A M A W T C L A R K S A. Okay. So, in terms of our conversation today, is there anything that comes to mind that you would like to share that we haven't covered yet? Yeah, um, definitely. One of the things is, and it's so big. I mean, because we talk about it in in our business. I talk about it with friends, I talk about it with family, is 
you know, the, the, the key to everything is to love yourself. That was one of the biggest lessons for me is I had to learn to love myself again. I had to learn to love myself when I was literally skin and bones and when I looked in the mirror I could see the, the bones in my chest sticking out. Um, learn to love yourself in whatever your physical condition. You know, whether you're fat, whether you're skinny, whether you're missing legs or arms or have ileostomy bags or whatever your condition is. You know, you've got cancer, no hair, whatever. Look in the mirror and love yourself. It's the most difficult thing to do. But when so, you can love yourself, then you can open up to everything else around you and your entire world shifts. So, in terms of loving oneself, like what, how do you do that? It's, it's one thing to say it, but how do you actually do it? What are the steps you take to make it work? Mm. So, if you've never done it before, um, probably one of the most difficult, weird situations is to stand in the mirror, like a full-length mirror, completely naked, and look yourself up and down and, and tell yourself, I love you. Again and again and again, every single day. Don't miss a single day until you can feel it. And you'll know when you feel it, like your, your heart like smiles. How long did it take for you to feel it? Yeah, it took a while, it took a couple of months. So it's, it's, it's something that one really needs to persist with every single day regardless of how you feel. Absolutely. You know, you must remember as well is that if, you know, I was 28 years old and I'd never done that before, ever. You know, it, it's not just going to change overnight. You can stand in the mirror and say, okay, I love you and boom, it's gone. If you've never done that, it's going to take time. You know, and even when you do feel it, you've got to carry on doing it because, you know, it's, it's 28 years of not doing it. Now you need to create that habit. Yeah. And it does take time to build a habit for sure. Yeah. And it's, you know, they say, what, 21 days or something to build a habit, but that's just, that's just when it gets easier, you know, and there's going to be days like, I mean, I had days where ugh, I just like hated life. And those are the days when you need to do it the most. Agreed. You know, the days when things are incredibly tough, the days when you're not sure if you're going to make it, those are the days that you need to do it the most. Agreed. Yes. Yes, this is very good information. appreciate you sharing it with our audience. Because for people who are going through issues like this, they need to hear this. And especially from someone like yourself who's been through it. Well, here's the thing is that, and you know, I'm, I'm grateful, and maybe this was one of my lessons as well. I mean, I learned a whole bunch of lessons through this whole experience. And maybe this was one of my lessons as well is that, you know, I'm now equipped, I'm more and better equipped with the tools to help other people go through it. Um, you know, my mom's just been diagnosed with cancer, and I just know that if, if I wasn't able to provide the support, and I'm not talking about just being there and saying I love you and caring and all the rest, but, you know, the strength, this, this perspective, this way of doing things that, that I came to learn, it would be a very different outcome. Yes, agreed. Awareness is one thing, doing the work is something else. Yeah, you've got to do the work, especially when you're feeling the worst. Absolutely true. I agree with you. It's been my experience too. Mm -hmm. 
So Matt, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with me today, to be a part of our show, to share your wisdom, to share your understanding. I'm sure that, uh, that there will be many listeners out there who can really benefit from what you've said. Thank you for inviting me. It's been uh, great to share, and um, I really hope that I really hope that you know these things that I've gone through, uh, you know, and the experiences that I've gained, and these tools that I've been given, and, and what I've shared today can really help people out there. And uh, they, you know, if anyone does want to reach, yeah, and, and if anyone does want to reach out, like do it. Yes, absolutely. You know, the podcast gives them a certain amount of information. It's a door opener, if you will. Yep. And then if they want more information, they can reach out to you directly and say, Hey, Matt, I've got a problem. Can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. And this is part of the reason why we're doing this show. We want to help as many people as we can. We want to get as many techniques, modalities, methods of healing out there to people as we can. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, Brilliant. So re- yeah. So just want to say once again, really appreciate having you on the show and appreciate you sharing your wisdom. Thank you very much. And uh, yep, I just, if anyone wants to reach out, please do. And I really hope that I've, uh, I've helped some people. Uh, that would be amazing. You have so far, I can guarantee it. And when people, <laughs> well, I mean, certainly myself listening to you and going, wow, this is really cool. And I can pretty much guarantee there will be other people listening mm-hmm. to this who will have a similar reaction. Brilliant. So Brilliant. anyway, for, yeah. So, for those of you who have been listening today, my name is Nathan Siegel. I'm one of the members of the Thought Hackers, and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for being here. You've been listening to the Thought Hackers. Make sure you subscribe and get each new episode emailed straight to you so you don't miss a show. And have a look at our resources page where you will find programs, audios and books that will create change in your thoughts.